the blast from our past network. Now, enter an underwater world of terror and suspense as you face the jaws of death. Here is the story of a man determined to stop the killing of sharks. You didn't catch this shark? Sure I did. Alone, he dares defend man's most dreaded enemy, destroying all who defied his warnings. Well, they can't go ahead and just kill all the sharks because they don't understand them. Now, can they? They put a bounty on them. In a moment of danger, deadly sharks once saved his life. Now, he lives and kills as one of them. Blood Brother. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we'd like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. This week... We are doing something very special. We are celebrating Shark Week. Dean, welcome to our special Shark Week episode. What's up? Hey, Tim. Pumped about it. Uh, Love me some sharks. Love me some shark movies. It's interesting. I was thinking about it just today. I'm very afraid of fish, like to a point where I can't look at them. I can't look at them on screen. Like even they're not live. They're in a movie. I can't look directly at them. But sharks, I'm fine. Like, I like sharks. They're <laughs> definitely more dangerous than just regular fish. Uh, yeah, it's probably because sharks are cool and fish are yeah. dumb. Yeah, it, it, fish are dumb. They have, Fish has stupid eyes. It's the eyes that get me on the fish. They just, it gives, it just makes me like grossed out, gives me like goosebumps and stuff. Um, but sharks, I'm fine. The black dead eyes, <laughs> I'm good with that. They're cool, man. They've been around forever. They're cool. I like them. Yeah, I like them. They're like the thing that's been around the longest. Yeah, they're like, they're freaking monsters. Like, they're actual monsters that live in the sea. They don't just live in the sea, Dean. They own the sea. It's theirs. It belongs to them. Yeah, that's true. Hey. Their territory. Yeah. Shark Week, Dean. What a great thing Shark Week is. It's aimed at conservation efforts and correcting misconceptions about sharks. I love that. Awesome. Before Shark Week, everyone was just like, oh my goodness, don't go in the water. You're yeah, going to die. No kidding. Yeah. And uh, interesting. And now, thanks to Shark Week, we have surfing. Yeah, awesome. So, <laughs> did, the, did the main character in this movie uh, come up with Shark Week? It seems <laughs> like maybe he did. It seems like he would definitely be an advocate for Shark Week. Yes, yes. What's this guy's name? What's, what's his name? His name in the movie? Yeah, yeah, in the movie. Sunny. Sunny. Yeah. Sunny. Um, Dean, did you know that Shark Week first aired on the Discovery Channel in 1988? I did not know that, Tim. Which makes it the longest running cable TV programming event ever. Oh, cool. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, wait. Longest cable programming event? What about like the Super Bowl? Um, that, I guess it, that's a good it question. Just doesn't doesn't fall into that category? I guess. I guess not. Yeah. Not is that that's that, like, that must uh, be like a sporting sporting events must be a different category. Right, sporting must be different because uh, this would just probably be like yeah, show like Discovery Show running running Shark Week. Hey, we'll fall we'll follow that up on our wrap up episode. We'll circle back to cool. that. Cool. Yeah. Th- um, I thought that was cool. Now, Dean, here at Talking Back. We love sharks. It's obvious. Uh, yeah. Jaws is my favorite movie of all time. Uh, but we've covered all four Jaws movies already. It was one of the first things we yeah. did as a podcast is we had our own Shark Week, actually. And yeah, every day of the week, re- we released a different um, uh, different Jaws movie. Now, for you people out there who are like, well, there's only four Jaws movies and there's five days in the week. Well, we did Jaws 1 in two parts. So fuck off. Yeah. We made it work. Yeah, we figured it out. Don't worry. We needed to find something else, Dean. Right? Yeah. So what we found was a movie called Mako, The Jaws of Death from 1976. Never seen it. Never heard of it. The synopsis, Dean. A Vietnam veteran with a psychic connection to sharks 
discovers their exploitation by the local aquarium and begins an underwater reign of terror to avenge them. Oh, goody. I mean, great. Like, great synopsis. I love it. I'm so interested. Only mildly what happens in the movie. Well, I mean, that does actually happen. That's a pretty good synopsis. But there's a whole lot of other stuff that they just don't have in the exactly. synopsis. Yeah. This yeah, is a whole other stuff that the movie focuses on, I would say. But yeah, this yeah. stuff does kind of happen. Except I, I do want to talk about the psychic thing because I wasn't 100% sure about that. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> that was so apparent. Did they mention it? Well, no, but you're supposed to pick up on it because it's so obvious. I mean, or he's just crazy. Uh, Well, I mean, I guess you could go that route. But okay, okay. I mean, that's no, no, dude, that's not what the movie wants you to to feel. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's a that's a hot take, though. I like that. I thought he yeah, I thought he was just like talking to the sharks like I would talk to my cat. Like I have conversations with my cat. My cat. I'm not psychic. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that's what this movie was going for. Yeah. Dean. That's okay, though. Yeah, yeah. It was directed by a William Graffay, who's best known for his work in the exploitation field. I noticed Arrow Video released an incredible Blu-ray set dedicated to him a couple years back, collecting eight of his movies in a stunning box set. It is beautiful. Cool. Yeah, if you, cool. if you like this guy, if you know of this guy, check out that set. Now, Dean, Griffey wrote the script for Mako before Jaws was released, but no one would finance the movie. But after the success of Jaws, he said he got the money overnight. And Mako the Jaws of Death would actually end up being released in Europe before Jaws. So they were able to capitalize on that Jaws buzz before it even made it over there. That that makes a lot of sense because I was going into this thing thinking, okay, this is reaction to Jaws. This is like collecting on the money that Jaws made. Make it make a shark movie. It's nothing like it. You know, it's 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 not like it at all. It's its own thing. It doesn't even really, you know, it doesn't even have anything that it kind of shares with it except for it has sharks in it. Um, so that's uh, it makes more sense that it would be written before and then financed right after. You know, they would throw the money at it right after. Yeah, that literally is the only thing that these movies have in common, is sharks. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing similar. No. Now, music by William George Luce. Cut loose, foot loose. Yay, George did cut loose, foot loose in this this score. I like the music in this movie a lot. It, it, it's kind of banging. You know, you kind of can't help but dance to it. Um, it's a little distracting. But uh, it's great. Yeah, it's a fun, fun vibe. He composed. Yeah, he composed the music for the Hollywood Squares. And some of his music can be heard on the show Ren and Stimpy and in George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Wow. All star. Cool stuff. Yeah. Now the cast. Let's chat about the cast for a little bit. Richard Jekyll. Sonny, our main actor. I loved this guy. I loved him, dude. Uh, he yeah. had already been in the movie business 30 years when this movie comes wow. out. He was the definition of a TV grinder. Uh, just watching this movie and and knowing how much how many things he'd been in, he really reminded me, Dean, of Rick Dalton, Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like the, yeah. the, the Wild West TV grinder. Like, yeah. listen, to, listen to what Jekyll has been on. And this is just a fraction of the television shows he's been on. He was on Gunsmoke, Bonanza, The Wild West, The Outer Limits, Perry Mason, The Untouchables, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, Gemini Man, Charlie's Angels, Fantasy Island, Dallas, The Love Boat, Murder, She Wrote, China Beach, Baywatch, and the list goes on. And none of those shows was he in it for maybe more than two episodes. Most of them, it's just one. He's just like that guy who comes in for an episode. Yeah. He's got that TV guy face. He does have a TV guy face, yeah. He was also in the movie Starman and Airplane 2. And he was nominated for an Academy Award Dean in 1971 for Best Supporting Actor. Really? Yeah. For what movie? I don't know that. Okay. Uh, it's something wow, I had never cool. heard of before. It, yeah. It, it was just, just who knows what, what, what that was. Uh, and he served Dean in World War II. He's a veteran. Wow, this guy. Yeah, and uh, director uh, Griffey 
called Jekyll the most professional person he'd ever worked with. He said Jekyll had 90 pages of dialogue for this movie, and he messed up one line one time. Wow, what a pro. So this guy, hats off to this guy. I really loved what he did in this movie. Man, I thought he brought a lot of energy to this role. Yeah, it's an interesting role. It's a it's a a strange um line to toe because well, I mean, we'll get into it, but like we are just supposed to love him, but he's doing some things that aren't so lovable. Um and he really pulls it off. Like often I'm in the middle of the movie and being like, "Oh yeah, I forgot he did this thing back then." Um cuz I'm just he's just got this innocent face. He's very handsome, you know, he's probably like 55 or something, maybe older and he's just extremely handsome man, you know, blue eyes. He just looks like such a little kid. You know, he's got like such a he's got such a innocent there. He's got such an innocent face on him. Yeah. Yeah, he's got blonde hair, he's got a nice tan. Yeah. Yeah, good, ni- good yeah, physique. he's got a nice tan. Yeah, he doesn't talk for like the first like 15 to 20 minutes of the movie. (laughs) People just talk at him. He's really uh, friendly as well. Yeah, he's very friendly. Yeah, he's very friendly. He's a little uh, he's a little ignorant. He doesn't really know exactly all the things that are happening around him. Right. Well, if you had sharks talking to you all day long, it'd be hard to focus on other things. That's true, Tim. That's true. Now, the supporting cast includes Harold Cicada, who played Oddjob and Goldfinger. Awesome. Right. Okay. Awesome. Uh, he plays Pete, a drunk and a sexual predator in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It sounds, sounds about right. Uh, odd job. <laughs> I saw in the credits, they say odd job in quotes. And I was like, odd job? Like yeah. actually odd job. And then as soon as the camera's on him, I'm like, that is definitely odd job. That's him. Great. Don't let him judo chop you. No, I was actually... I, I was amazed he didn't pull out the judo chop because there's a couple fights he's in and I'm like, just judo chop him in the neck. You, yeah. you got him. You knocked out James Bond. Yeah, I know. Uh, a John Davis Chandler, another TV grinder. He plays Odd Jobs' partner in crime, Charlie. Okay. We have pretty good. Ben Cronin, another TV grinder. He plays a scientist named Whitney. We have a Jennifer Bishop playing Karen, the female lead. And seemingly the love interest of every man in this movie. Yep. Uh, yep. Definitely. Because because she's kind of the only she's woman in the, the only movie. Woman. So every man is in love with her in their own way. <laughs> yes. In their own way. Some of those <laughs> ways are not cool. Some of those ways are against the law. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Buffy D, who plays Barney, the over the top and outrageous bad guy. I love this guy. Oh, he's outrageous. Yeah, he's he's incredible. He's he he's just crushing it. I want to go back in time to the mid-70s. I want to make a Spider-Man movie and I want to cast this guy as the Kingpin. Hell yeah, that works. It would be perfect. But first, actually, if I'm going back to the mid-70s, I'm going to watch the premiere of Jaws when it comes out in the theater. Oh, then yes. I'm going to make a Spider-Man movie. Yes. Tim, you can line up around the block and get the real meaning of Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. What exactly. it really means. Yeah, exactly. Now, Dean, before we get into it, I thought I'd share a few shark facts, having it uh, be Shark Week and all. Perfect, Tim. If you flip a shark on its back, Dean, it goes into a trance-like state. Really? Yep. Sharks don't all need to keep swimming to live. I thought sharks needed to swim to live. They don't. I thought they always had to keep going. That's right. Some of them can actually pull water into the respiratory system so they don't have to move. Oh, okay. Sharks, Dean, have the thickest skin of any animal and their skin is made up of tooth-like scales that make it feel like sandpaper. But the reason for that is to allow water to pass through it without making noise, allowing them to be almost completely silent while swimming. Oh, wow. That's scary. Yeah. Like as if they weren't terrifying enough. They're actually like near silent in the water. They're ninjas. They are ninjas. Uh, Dean, the bamboo shark can't swim. It uses its fins to walk on the ocean floor. That's what? the loser shark is what that is. <laughs> Such a, a loser. loser. He probably gets picked on all oh, the yeah. time. He gets eaten. Like, I'm surprised there's any bamboo sharks left. No getting. If I was a great white, I would just swoop down and yum, yum. Yeah. Dean, uh, shark teeth have a protective fluoride coating and are resistant to cavities. 
<laughs> cool. Which is weird because like they have so many teeth coming in and teeth falling out. It seems like they they right. wouldn't even really have time for cavities. No, yeah, no time. Yeah, I guess what Interesting. that what that really helps in is the uh, the selling of the shark teeth industry, where those right. teeth will yeah. remain white for a really long time, maybe ever. True. Yeah. Yeah. You get a get a necklace of that. Yeah, you don't have to uh, worry about that getting a cavity. Yeah. Yeah. Dean, sharks have six senses. Vision, taste, smell, hearing, touch, and electroreception. Mm. Not seeing dead sharks. No. I want that sense, though. If, uh, yeah. What does it mean? What does that mean? Electroreception. Like they can sense electricity. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd be going crazy in this room I'm in right now. There's so many things plugged in. Oh, yeah, I bet, right? Yeah. Now, Dean, despite being great swimmers, sharks can only swim forward. Shout out to Jaws 3 for myth-busting that because their shark swims backwards. Of course. Their Uh, bloated shark can also go back. Love me some Jaws 3. All right, now we start out with this movie, Dean, and there's an on-screen message that reads... The producers wish to express their sincere gratitude to the members of the underwater crew who risked their lives to film the shark sequences in this motion picture without benefit of cages or other protective devices. Neat. I mean, pretty amazing when you watch the whole thing. It Um, it is, yeah. There's some amazing stuff in here. Uh, These must be sharks that don't go after humans. Oh, we'll get to it. These right? are these are tiger okay. sharks. These are some that of don't go after. These are some of the humans? most dangerous sharks in the ocean. What? I think tiger sharks are actually the most aggressive sharks. Uh, there They're are the most aggressive, right? Yeah. So yeah. what the fuck? Why? Oh, we'll get there. How did they get away with this? We'll we'll get there. Okay. Like it sounds to me just like they had no budget, and then they just threw their crew in the water to <laughs> film this thing. They're like, "No, nah, you got to do it. Go in there. You got to do it." You're not far off. So we start off, uh, I really enjoyed this opening sequence, Dean. It really sets uh, sets the tone of the movie up as weird, yeah. fun, and unexpected. That's how I'd sum all it All those up. things. Yeah. Yeah, all those things, Tim. It was, it was all those things. It was great. We see a fishing charter out on the water. They're fishing for sharks. They land one. And then we see a diver under the water swim up to the shark, and it cuts the line. Then he so creepily boards their boat he doesn't say a word he's just silence he's the creepy weird guy who just climbed up on your boat and won't talk and he attacks the men he throws them overboard and they're eaten by sharks then the camera focuses on a shark tooth talisman around his neck did not see that coming the talisman or just him murdering them in general the murder i didn't see the murder coming i saw the you know, after, you know, after he frees the shark, then he gets on there and I'm like, well, yeah, these guys are going to be pretty upset with them. I didn't think he would murder them. I didn't think he would intentionally throw them overboard and then call the shark over to eat them. Oh, I knew he was going to murder them. As soon as he climbed on Ooh. and didn't say anything and he was just yeah, staring at them. He was them, being weird. You could yeah. see murder in his eyes. Yeah. Uh, it was just so creepy the way he boarded. Um, it's interesting for them to start with that with that little like message that says that all the stuff is real and then they hook a shark right away. So right away I'm like, Oh, poor shark. Like that shark's really hooked because like, it looks like all this stuff's real. And then this guy comes along and frees him. So already, already right at the beginning, I'm like, yeah, I like this guy. I like this guy who's freeing the shark. So then when he goes on the boat and murders them, I'm like, I think I still like this guy though. <laughs> I think, it's, I think it's still, I'm still, I'm still with him. Yeah. It's, um, it's a pro shark movie for sure. It's very pro shark. Yeah. And it's an anti shark production. <laughs> right. So yeah. We'll, pro we'll, shark movie. We'll anti shark production. We'll get to some of that, uh, some of that stuff, uh, unfortunately. Okay. Because I also have some thoughts about how they accomplished a few things. Oh yeah. They murdered sharks. <laughs> they murdered sharks and just used the dead bodies. Oh yeah. Totally. In their scenes. Totally. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's what I thought. Then Dean, this diver, jumps back into the water, and we see him swimming with multiple sharks, and we hear soft, almost dreamlike music playing. This was... I really liked this. It was so weird. Um, But you get a really good taste of the underwater cinematography here, uh, as this diver's just swimming around with multiple tiger sharks. 
Um, for 76, dude, I thought it was really nice. Like this was a low budget movie. They did not have money for a camera. I read actually that the camera they were supposed to use, like it broke or something just before filming. So they had to go with a secondary camera, which wasn't even the one they wanted to use. So the camera is not even as good as it should be, but man, this underwater stuff, I was enjoying it. I really liked it. It looked great. It goes on for so long and I didn't mind it. Like I wanted it to keep going. If you're going to put that message at the beginning that all this stuff's real and everyone had to swim with the sharks, why not open up on five minutes of this guy swimming around all of these sharks? Like some of them look like they're almost going to go after him and then they kind of go somewhere else. And, you know, he's holding on to them. He's swimming right beside them. Like it is very impressive stuff uh, right off the bat. So uh, why not show it off right away? Yeah, that's the, that's the thing is like, he's not just swimming gracefully with them. Like sometimes he's holding on to their fin and, and he's going with them. Yeah. Sometimes they're like bumping into him. Like they're smashing into him. Like they're almost trying to yeah. taste him. Sometimes they're yeah. going towards him with their mouth open and, he, and he's kind of like nudging them away. So you can tell it's real footage. Yeah. 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 So this diver takes his suit off and it is Sonny, our main character. We follow him back to his house where a scientist, Mr. Whitney, is there with Odd Job and this guy, Charlie. Now, this scientist, Whitney, he wants Sonny to provide him with a pregnant female shark so Whitney can study and film a live shark birth. Um, Sonny is not really, like, into this. He doesn't really know if he wants to do this. He's trying to explain, like, the beauty of sharks and that they're misunderstood and all this stuff. Um, But Whitney is very, very insistent here. Um, and Sonny, this was funny. Sonny even says he visited the sharks Whitney already had in captivity and they're not happy. Mm, um, yeah. And then Sonny gets very upset as he's telling Whitney all sorts of facts about sharks and Whitney's just like brushing it off. Like he doesn't even care. Right. Uh, Sonny does, however, eventually agree to lend Whitney a pregnant female that he has named Matilda. Or maybe he didn't name it. Maybe Matilda told him that her name was Matilda. It's probably more likely. For sure. Yeah, it's more likely that it was that. Um, This this opening with with Whitney here and Sonny uh, is... I was very confused. Um, I just wasn't really sure. Like, some of the reasons that Whitney has for wanting to witness a shark birth don't really make sense. Like, he's like, if we... No one's ever witnessed one. If we don't witness one, no one will believe us. Like he was saying things like that. And it's like, believe what? Like believe that sharks can give birth. Like I I didn't really get what he was pushing to. I know that he wanted the shark to witness a shark birth and have it or just like have it in their lab so that they can study it. But I, I, I just didn't really, I don't know. I didn't really understand his push here. He wanted to film it and then share it. Yeah, but with everybody. like his reasons, his reasons were just so dumb. Uh, I mean, they're not great, but as a scientist, you know, they were leading us to believe that this had never been captured on film before. Yeah. So, uh, I thought it was okay, but he's like, he wants to film it and share it with people. What if a shark is circling us? How are we going to know how to get away if we haven't witnessed a shark birth? Like that was like one of his reasons. Yeah. I mean, he, he talked a lot about, that's why I said he's very insistent. He just talked a lot. He wouldn't stop talking about it. Like he wouldn't end. He just kept going and going and going. Uh, yeah. So Sonny gave in, but um, Sonny's house is cool. He's got his own island and in his house, he has a trap door on the floor in one of the rooms and he opens it up and there's water underneath there. And uh, he talks to his friend sharks down there. That's how he talks to them. He just opens the trap door and his calls yeah. his friends over. He's got his little shark buddies down there. Yeah. His best friend is uh, Sammy. Sammy, okay. Sammy yeah. the shark. Uh, Sonny, Dean, he goes to the local bar that evening for beer. He's chatting it up with the bartender about sharks. Then we see a beautiful woman through a window behind the bar. And I don't know what you call them, but she's like this professional like water ballet swimmer where she kind of like holds her breath and like swims under the water dramatically and people watch. Um, So there's clearly a tank of water behind this bar, but they only show you like a couple windows into it so that you can see her. Um, Yeah. And we also meet the uh, bar owner, Barney here. Yeah, cool cool idea for a bar to have this little window and this uh, woman swimming in the window. Uh, I thought it was very unique and uh, pretty fun. Reminded Tim, it reminded me a little bit of Snake Lady when the dancing when the, when the swimming started. I was I was just like I can't really look away from this. 
I like this that. is just happening in front of me and I, I can't look away. I didn't look away. No. I, lo- I looked more intently at her. <laughs> yeah. She's it's 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 so weird because this the window's so small. So she just has to like stay in this little square, yeah. but yeah. also like try to do things that are entertaining. <laughs> I found it very amusing. Oddjob and Charlie are in the bar getting wasted. And so, uh, I don't know which I think Oddjob goes to Charlie, he goes, they're looking at her and they're watching her, and he's like, yeah. Would you? <laughs> yeah. And then Char- well, I mean, Charlie's like, I think he said no. I don't know. Charlie said, if she asked the right way or something like that, or <laughs> if she paid me enough, you know, one of those things some that was just response. like, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it was some dumbass response. And then they had a good old laugh over it. Yeah. Uh, and then they try to rape her. Yeah. Basically. Then they follow uh, her home and just <laughs> pin her on the side of the road, just right out on the highway, just pinning her on the side of the road. Yeah. So that, yeah, they turned that attitude around quick from would you, you know, would you do, would you do her to, yeah, let's just do it. Let's do it. Uh, Why not? Well, Sonny's on his way home from the bar and he comes across this all happening. Uh, Oddjob and Charlie are assaulting Karen. Uh, so Sonny gets involved and he fights the dudes off. And man, I just really like the way that this scene looked because it was a night shoot, but having the camera not be all that great, uh, it didn't pick up the light very well. And the scene was very, very dark. And yeah. you just don't get this in modern movies anymore. The cameras and everything are so great that even if it's a night scene, you can pretty much see everything clearly. But yeah. these movies back in the 70s, like if it was shot at night, it was dark. And you like there's some things you can't see sometimes. And for yeah. me, that just really builds the atmosphere. And I, I totally don't mind when a movie looks like this, even if I can't see everything that's going on. I, I really liked it. Yeah, definitely. Like you would, you understand why they make things lighter so that we can all see it, what's going on in the nighttime. But when you have something like this, where they just like can't make it brighter, you get that feeling that you're there. Like that's what it would be like to be in that fight. You wouldn't be able to see everything. There would be two guys rushing you and you'd have to figure out like what to do, even though you couldn't really make out what was going on. Um, So I, I, same with you, Tim. I really appreciated it. This fight for that reason, just not really being able to see totally what was going on and, and feeling like I might've been in that fight as well because of that. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So Sonny and Karen end up back at his place and he tells her the story of how he got his amulet and we get a flashback sequence. This was really cool. I did not think this movie would be sophisticated enough for a flashback sequence, but it was. I was surprised. He started telling the story, and I thought it was just going to be a story. And then when we got a flashback, I was definitely surprised. I was into it, yeah. Apparently, he was on a dig in another country, and he found gold. And the locals didn't like that very much. They wanted the gold for themselves, and they went after him. And as he was running through the jungle, being chased by men shooting at him, he found a small body of water with sharks in it. But he didn't have a choice. He had to jump in. There he came face to face with a shark. But it left him alone and attacked the other men. And he was able to swim to safety. When he got to land, he came face to face with a shaman sitting in front of a shark altar. That's very convenient. The shaman opened a box, pulled out the amulet, and presented it to Sonny. And he became a member of the shark clan. As long as he's wearing his medallion, he'll find friends with the sharks. Wow. Wow. That is wild. This, This is wild. This flashback had a lot of things happening. A lot of things going on. A lot of events happening. It ends in shark magic or something. Like it ends in him wearing an amulet that signifies that he is one with the sharks. This was this was very imaginative. Uh, I just want yes. to say that. So bizarre, though. Like so bizarre. It's so bizarre. But yeah. I don't really know what else to say about it. It's so weird. It's it's magic. It's it it's was charming. Magical in this shark movie. It was. I mean, yeah, of course. Like if you tell me there's an amulet that someone can wear and then sharks don't attack him i'm in i'm all in well i love the scene because i loved uh, right off the start when they showed us when they zoomed into his amulet i'm like okay cool this amulet has some sort of importance i want to know more about it so i love that not too far into the movie 
we get that flashback and we see what it's all about. Yeah. It's the yeah, source it's cool of his to know power. That it's not just, yeah, it's not just something he wears. It's the source of his power. Yeah. So it turns out Karen and Barney, the bar owner, are a thing. And she goes home and tells him what the two guys did. And he says, oh, well, those guys are good customers. So I'm not going to do anything. This Barney this guy, guy hey? doesn't give a fuck. And then right after that, right after she says that she's she, on her on her way home, she almost got raped. He's like, your act is boring. Maybe you should get naked. <laughs> yeah, this guy, Right after she's been attempted raped. This guy's something should get else. naked in her act. What a guy. He's really over the top. Like he is a very, horrible, very yeah. large man. Yeah. He's wearing a drink around his neck on a chain. I forgot about so he doesn't have to carry it in his hands. He's always so smoking a cigar. He yeah. like he his laugh is it's insane the way yeah. that this guy laughs. It's it doesn't seem like he's being intentionally wild with it, but he must be because nobody could naturally laugh like that. But it's so over the top, and like he's showing you all his teeth at the same time as he's doing it. His mouth is wide open. His teeth are he throws showing. His head back. He throws his head back. Yeah. Man, he's performing for the back row. He's pre- Yeah, exactly. He's performing for the back row. Uh, yeah, so over the top. So they definitely go through a lot of... Um, they go through a lot of steps here in this scene to make you hate him. To Just to let you know, this guy's the villain. In case you didn't pick it up, this guy's bad. He's a bad guy. He's, very, he's not even nice to his wife. Yeah, they did a pretty good job of uh, making me not like him. I appreciated his performance, but yeah, he's a... Uh... He's an oh, a-hole. Oh, yeah. He's an a-hole. So Barney calls Sonny to the bar because he wants to add a shark to the tank with Karen. And Sonny, the vibe I'm getting, Dean, is Sonny's the shark guy of this town. Like, I don't know what Sonny does. They never get into whether or not he has a job. Uh, all we see him doing is feeding sharks, murdering people, and going to the bar to watch Karen. That's what he does. Yeah, the town knows that he has a bunch of sharks. So they know that he like has sharks at his home or whatever, but they don't know about the murdering. They don't know that he's the one he's the one out no, there killing not. people on the boats. Yeah, they don't know about that. But they know um, the town and, knows about murders. There's like the, yeah. sh- the sheriff they know mentions the murders are like, happening. Yeah. There's been yeah. three boats that have been wiped out so far. Uh he's like it's bad for the tourist season. We got to figure this out. Uh, right, Sonny was sitting right beside him when he was talking. I think he was actually saying that to Sonny. <laughs> He was telling his Sonny about eye, that. No, Sonny was bes- beside him and his eyes were so wide. Through the whole the whole time someone was telling it, his eyes were super wide open and he wasn't blinking at all. He yeah. was just staring forward. It was actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Um, I, I like why they want to put a shark into Karen's um, routine. And it's because she told, uh, whatever, she told the bar owner, her husband, about... Uh, about Sonny getting in the water and swimming with the shark and how beautiful it was. And right. that's when she believed him. That's when she believed that sharks wouldn't attack him when he was like right. swimming with them. And then he's like, that's when the, the her husband's like, I got an idea. We should add a shark to your show. Yeah. So Sonny agrees, but he says he's only doing this to see if his shark friend likes it. This right, is yeah. actually an opportunity to see if this would be fun for his friend. And yeah. which is hilarious. And also that so funny. when he wants the shark back, he can take it back. Yeah. But Barney has not, re- not when he, not when he wants the shark back, when the shark would like to leave. Right. When the shark tells him, him he's not enjoying yeah. it anymore. Yeah. He'll then come he wants get him. to take him back. But Barney has no intention of giving the shark back. And we also see Barney plans on using a high frequency sound in the water to make the shark freak out. And make it look more interesting to the patrons of the bar. Yes, because what what he actually has is he has a divider in between the shark and Karen. So the shark won't actually be next to Karen. It'll just appear that way. It'll look that way. So they, he's going to turn that frequency up to make the shark go, you know, kind of haywire behind that screen. So it looks like it's just going into like a frenzy behind her. Um, and no one really knows that uh, they're not in the same sort of same area, same tank. Um, also, I want to add that Karen, we see Karen's kind of playing Sonny here. Like she doesn't really care about him. Oh um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, she's really playing him because like she's appearing to be into him. The vibe that we're yeah. getting so far in this movie is that she's into him here and he's also into her. Yeah. That's the vibe we get. There's nothing else that like 
that we see that should get in the way of that. And then she like gives him a kiss, yep. which is super weird. And then she goes back into the bar and then starts saying like how dumb he is and how stupid he is and that he, yeah, he's in my the palm of my hand. He'll let us keep that shark, all that stuff. So we get that turn of Karen happening right here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the, just to get back to the divider, it's uh, Barney says he's got some sort of like really strong, clear plastic, like flexi- right, yeah, yeah. flexible plastic that will go in between there. You won't be able to see that there's anything there. And she'll yeah. be safe. She can do the swim and they can uh, they can see everything going on. Um, like Barney also, he really tricked Sonny here into giving him the shark because Barney said he wants to buy the shark off of Sonny and Sonny says it's not for sale. And then Barney's like, oh, like for tax purposes, anything in my bar, I have to have a receipt for. So like right. I, I have to own it. Um, and he like tricked him into signing this paper that basically signed the shark away to Barney. And I knew that was a bad idea at the time, right? You could just tell that Barney's going to throw that in his face eventually. You know, you know, Sonny's going to come back for the shark. You know, Barney's going to throw that in his face, um, which did happen. But yeah, Barney's a shyster. Definitely. So Sonny learns that Oddjob and Charlie are killing sharks en masse and selling them. He like he comes upon this guy at a pier, um, who's got a hammerhead, you know, hung up by the tail and is taking pictures yeah. with it. And he, um, Sonny knew that this guy didn't catch it because he saw like a harpoon mark in it or something, and picked up really yeah. quick that this was not just a fishing, uh, you know, a fishing catch. So he grilled this guy. He's like, you know, he was intense here. He was really pissed off. He gets really mad when oh, people yeah. mistreat sharks, and he was yelling. He was yelling in this guy's face. Yeah, he went up to, he went up to like immediately, you know, it was like, it was, it's like he saw it from, he saw it like right away, you know, like as soon as he got up to the guy, he was just like immediately forceful and in his face and like, where'd you catch it? Like, how'd you catch it? What did you do? You didn't catch a shark. Like it's harpooned. And uh, so you, you knew that there was something going on there because he, he saw it from like a distance. Like as soon as he saw that shark was kind of hung up, he knew something was up. Yeah. So he, what he gets out of this guy is that this guy tells him where to go to find the people who are yeah. doing this, which is odd job and Charlie. Right. Cause he actually just, that guy just bought that shark. He didn't, he he's, didn't catch it. He no. just bought it off them. So he could like claim that he caught it. Yeah. He bought it for like 50 bucks or something. So yeah, 25, I think Oh, 25. I think so. Yeah. So we go to odd job and Charlie's boat. Now this was hilarious, dude. There's, there's sharks yeah. hung up everywhere. Odd job yeah. sitting on top of the boat in a speedo, just shooting at the water yeah (laughs) and hitting sharks too like he's getting some and they're taking turns like diving down with the harpoon gun harpooning sharks they are having the time of their life out on the drinking beers killing sharks yeah yeah having a good afternoon yeah well things are about to go terribly wrong dean as Sonny shows up uh again i love the way that he does it to these boats he like comes from underwater in his um diving gear then he just climbs up on the boat like a weirdo and then he starts killing people yeah this guy throws like his beer can at him right away (laughs) which i thought was a i think that's a pretty uh a pretty funny reaction to someone who just climbs on your boat you just throw your beer can at them but it's like Um, i love but he sorry go ahead i was just gonna say yeah he he just gets up there gets on the boat and just immediately he's like all right i'm killing everybody here i like the reactions of the people on the boat both times so far because it's a weird thing you're out in the water way out there what would you do if a diver came up on your boat i wouldn't like get aggressive with them right right away i'd be like hey man like what's going on are you okay and then he stands there staring at you and you're like like do you need help can i help you with anything anything up there pal (laughs) uh what's going on I'm going to throw my beer can at you. Anything I can help you with? And then like, as he stands there, just staring at yeah. you, not saying anything, then it might escalate to like, hey, I'm going to yeah. have to ask you to get off my boat now, you know, for sure. Yeah. For the fact that you won't say anything and I'm not sure what's going on. Um, but I like the people's reaction. Like, this seems like a normal reaction for these guys. It seems like if you got on their boat, they would just throw a beer at you. Like, get off my boat. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know. I, th- I like that better than just 
people trying to attack the diver right off the bat because I I think this is a more realistic uh, reaction than um, immediately being confrontational with him. Yeah, totally. That he actually just gets on their boat and then is weird about it. Very weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Sonny, uh, yeah, he gets on their boat. Um, he picks up a harpoon gun and he harpoons Charlie in the head. Uh, then he hooks Odd Job to a fishing hook and is towing him in the water behind the boat, tows him all the way back to the dock, and he just sets the boat on cruise control right into the dock and onto the shore. As this a, is wild. As a statement. This was wild. This was a wild murder scene. Wild. He also hangs the guy that he harpooned upside down. Just like um, you would hang a shark. Yeah, like they, like they were hanging all the right. sharks. Yeah. Yeah, like they were hanging all the sharks. Yeah. This is wild. This is the guy... This is what I'm talking about when I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that he's doing this stuff. He's so innocent and so nice. And he's just got this like little lovable face. And he's just, you know, he's being so friendly to everyone. He just loves his sharks. And he just loves going to the bar and watching Karen swim. And all of a sudden, he's harpooning guys in the head, hanging them upside down, uh, hooking, hooking odd job to the boat and dragging him across the water. This is wild stuff. This is serial killer stuff. It is, yeah. He is. He's so calm. He's so cool when yeah. he's his normal guy. If you're being nice to sharks, he's the nicest guy. If you if you wrong a shark in even yeah. the smallest way, he loses it. He loses it. Yeah. T- to the point where he will murder you, like yeah. very easily. Yeah. If you just said like "fuck sharks," I don't even like them. He might. He might just stab you. He might like just a little stab. He does try to educate you first. He does try to educate right. you on the fact. Like he's he really does want people not to be afraid of sharks anymore. Like he he really is in his conversations with people in this movie. He really is advocating for them. You know, he's saying like they're misunderstood. They they don't want to hurt people. That's not that's not something they want to do. Um, you know, we learn that through his conversations with the sharks and then his conversations yeah. with the people. But he really like he really does just want to help them. And that's why these things kind of work in the movie where he's lending his sharks to science and he's lending his sharks to the bar because he actually does want people to see them in situations where they aren't dangerous or or he wants them to learn more about them in the case where he's going to give his shark to science to watch the birth. Um, he, He wants people to know more about sharks so that they aren't afraid of them. Exactly. Yeah. Now back at Barney's bar... Uh, Sonny shows up and he's ready to watch Karen swim with the shark for the first time. Barney turns on his high frequency sound machine and surprise, surprise, the shark doesn't like it, tells Sonny about it and Sonny just rages. He runs over to Barney, starts choking him and this upsets Karen. She freaks out on Sonny and Sonny says, He's only ever going to trust his sharks from now on. Yeah, dude. This is obvious. Yeah. Just trust your sharks. Sharks are your only friends. Everyone is it doesn't care about you. They just want to take advantage of you, and they think you're dumb, so they're going to take advantage of you. I like when Karen chases him out of the bar after he's just been, like, choking um, her husband. Karen chases him out of the bar, and she's like, it's just business. You know, he just... We need to use the shark for business. And he, Sonny just turns around. He looks so sad. And, and Karen just goes, what? You know, what did you, what did you think? And he yeah. says, I, I just thought you liked swimming. <laughs> <laughs> great line. He's just, it's great line. He's just such a, he, he's so innocent. You know, he just, he just thinks every, he, she just thought she loves swimming and wanted to swim with the sharks. <laughs> so yeah. funny. The dialogue in this movie, not the greatest. Not the greatest. No, no, no. And you, some of it you can't hear at all. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So Sonny says he's going to come back tomorrow and get his shark. But right now he's pissed and wants to go get Matilda back from the scientist Whitney. He goes there and he finds Matilda and all her babies dead. What the hell? Sonny starts to whimper and then goes into a full on sob. And yeah, these dude, are dead shark babies. These are legit dead shark babies. Uh, I, I believe that was a dead shark as well. The mother was just Ugh, a dead shark yeah. as well. Uh, Jekyll's acting here was super tight, though, dude. Like, I'm only feeling bad in this moment because of his performance. Because it's a bit weird 
it's a little bit unsettling just seeing him handle like a dead shark baby, but yeah, he owns it. Like he actually makes yeah. me believe that he is terribly distraught here. And if, yeah. if he doesn't do as good a job in this moment, this moment doesn't work at all. Uh, yeah. But I thought it really did, you know, even though it was a little bit off. Yeah, I agree with that. It, uh, it hits, it has a heavy weight to it. And that's uh, thanks to, thanks to his performance. Yep. So Sonny immediately chases down Whitney, throws him into a shark tank where Whitney gets eaten. Barney's next, Dean. Now this was this was interesting because they they kind of do like a similar moment as they did earlier in the movie where Barney he's got like his house is on the on the on the ocean and he goes for a late night swim and we already knew he was a dick so I was 100% certain he was going to get eaten in that moment but he didn't and now they go back to the same moment here later on in the movie yeah. where he goes back into the ocean for a swim he's got his cigar and a drink and who shows up but Sunny and Sunny is in his diving gear. He cuts through Barry's protective shark net so that the sharks can get in. They come in and they eat Barney. Yeah, it's great um, because Barney already set up his protective shark net. He already asked Karen to come for a swim earlier when he was in the water. And he's like, it's fine. I got the protective shark net. Like the sharks can't get in here. Come swim with me. So uh, I like that. I like that little setup there. And then so we can see Sonny go and cut it open and let the sharks in. And then that's going to be trouble. Yep. Uh, Sonny heads to the bar now where he cuts a hole in the protective plastic, separating the shark from Karen and Karen gets eaten. I feel like he had he struggled with this one. Didn't he go to the bar first? And he like he was sitting at the bar and I think he was having he was just thinking about it and he was like and then he made the decision. You know, he's thinking about it and he was he was contemplating whether he would do it or not and then he's like, "Yep, I'm doing it. Karen's Karen's going to die too." Oh, interesting. I don't I didn't really pick up on that. Um Okay. Maybe he was waiting for her to go on. Maybe that could have been. Yeah, that could have been. I I I took it as that he was thinking about it and then he was like not sure if she was you know, she's worthy enough to, if she did enough to be killed by the sharks. Okay. Uh, um, and then he decided that she did. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure. I kind of took the part with the shark baby as his breaking point. It was, there, right, there and was he's just no, going to kill everyone. Yeah, yeah, there was no coming back for him after that. He was just going to, yeah. everyone who had like wronged him uh, so far was just going to get killed. Now, dude, wild story from the production of this movie here. Okay. So uh, as I mentioned before, the movie is very much pro shark, but the production very much was not. Yeah. They basically had like a net of tiger sharks kind of on the beach that were just swimming around in their net. And when they needed one for like a scene, they'd go and grab it and they'd just pull it up on the beach and let it die on the beach so that they could oh, use wow. in some scenes use dead sharks. Jeez. Even underwater, I think they were using dead sharks sometimes. I think in the in the shark attack moments, they were using dead sharks. Like when there was a shark actually up on a person attacking them, I think that was a, like a dead shark. Right. So one of these sharks, while it was up on the beach, um, some crew wanted to take the teeth out because probably just to sell them, right? Like those shark teeth were kind of a big deal. So they plucked all right. the teeth out of the shark. The shark was on the beach for one hour. And then they sent that shark into the tank with Jennifer Bishop for this scene. It comes back to life and bites oh. her on the leg, attacking her full on in this scene. No way. Did you notice like when it bit her leg, it was like gnawing on her leg in the scene. Yeah, I didn't really. I, I thought she was just wrestling with like a dead shark that someone was maybe pushing from the other end. I, I couldn't I couldn't really figure that one out because that one did look a little bit real. It attacked her, but luckily for her, they, what? some guys had pulled all its teeth out, and she was fine. Wow. Jeez. So, wow. Add to shark facts <laughs> that they can wild. be out of the water for an hour and still survive. Wow. But yeah, some terrible stuff going on um, production-wise. Yeah, which horrible. It's not all that surprising. We know you know how movies treated animals back in the day. Yeah. Um, no regard for their life at all. Uh, luckily no, things have changed yeah. dramatically since yeah. then. Uh, you can't do stuff like yeah. this anymore, which is, which is excellent. It is always sad to see stuff like this. Um, yeah. but, but you know, it was a time and a place where, you know, attitudes were just different. So it's uh, unfortunate. So yeah, that, that wild sequence, but she gets, she gets eaten there basically, you know, is what, yeah. uh, what happens. And the, the entire, like right, 
right when the curtain goes up on her show. So everyone's seeing her getting. Yeah. Um, and right when the curtain goes up and everyone's like everyone's reaction in the crowd, they're just like disgusted, oh, they you know, and losing their shit. It's like someone yelled like fire or something. Everybody's just like running yeah. in different directions and bumping oh, yeah. into people. Yeah, they're just it's hitting, wild. Hitting the exits. Chaos ensues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, even though it just happened, Dean, she just got killed. The police yeah. immediately show up and they're targeting Sonny. Now, did I miss something? Like, why do the cops just come in here and immediately target him? He's like, he's all he's doing is he's trying to calm the people down. He's like, sharks aren't yeah. bad. They're not bad. And the cops run in. And they're just like, get him. He did it. Well, how, what, what did he do? How did he do? He's didn't, he's not doing anything. He's a guy in the bar. Yeah. And then we just get into like a chase and I, I was, it felt very jarring. Like I did feel like I missed something. I felt like, wait, how did we get here? Why is he running away? There was nobody left alive anywhere to tell the cops or call the cops. Like everywhere he went, he killed everybody there. You know, there was no one, there was no one to call the cops on him. So I don't even know. I don't know how they showed up. I, I, it definitely felt, uh, felt like it was a, we missed something there. It felt like something like that. Yeah. I don't mind it so much. Um, they get you to the end of the movie quicker. Yeah. But like if exactly. there was just somebody watching what he was doing or something, and then they could have called the cops, that would have made more sense. But like, I don't think there was anybody around when he was doing these things. Yeah. You could have had like five or 10 minutes of the police kind of following the murders a little bit and then catching on to the fact that it was like everywhere that someone gets killed, there's a shark involved and maybe the yeah. shark guy had something to do with it. Maybe they just took those scenes out. I don't know. Um, maybe if those scenes were in the movie, maybe it would have felt too slow. You know, so I, I don't yeah. I don't mind what they did here. I just I wanted to check with you because sometimes I miss things and I wanted to see if I missed something here. But no, I didn't. I yeah, if there was, I missed it, too, because I had no idea what was going on. This uh, it gets you to the end of the movie quicker for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. But I didn't I didn't know how we got there. So they run outside. And, and like you said, this chase is happening. I love that there's a hurricane happening now. Like they kind of allude right, yeah. to the fact that there's a hurricane coming throughout the movie. And then this yeah. is the moment where it lands and it's very violent. Like it's very violently windy, rainy. It's super dark. I really enjoyed this chase scene because of the weather. Yeah. Especially because Sonny had to do like some swimming and stuff too. So yep. it makes it much more dangerous with the hurricane happening. Yeah. Yeah. He's like running. He's running away from the police who are shooting at him. He's like jumping in the yep. water, swimming underwater. They do shoot him twice. He but gets shot. Yeah, he ends up getting to his house and he goes to his trap shark door to unfortunately tell his best friend, Sammy the shark, that Matilda and the babies are dead. He tells Sammy he can't trust anyone anymore and neither should Sammy. Sammy should start killing people, as many as he can, so people will be afraid to go in the water. Yeah. That's sad. Sonny has lost all hope. He's lost all hope. He's been out there trying to educate people that sharks aren't that dangerous and they want to be with people. And now he's just telling Sonny, go kill everybody. That'll keep them out of the water. You Pe- need to make yourself even more dangerous. People, people just aren't going to learn. They're going to, yeah. you know, they're going to have to learn the hard ways. What, uh, what we're seeing here. Yeah. So Sonny fights and kills the two cops, Dean, but then we see three other dudes are after Sonny as well. It's like a mob. Like, I really got the yeah, feeling. I don't like, understand these people. I got the feeling like this was like they thought he was Frankenstein or something. The way that everybody just like yeah. rolled up on him and had to kill him. Definitely, yeah. It was weird. Um, Sonny tells Sammy he's coming home. He jumps into the water, and he's attacked and killed by his own sharks. What? One of the dead cops comes back to life. I'm not sure what happened here. I'm pretty sure uh, Sonny shot him like four times, but he comes back to life. I guess they needed someone to deliver this last line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he asks one of the dudes a really good question. He says, why would the sharks kill him now after all that? Yeah. And this dude gives the worst answer ever by saying, I don't know. I guess he just cared too much. What? That doesn't wait, make any sense, Tim. Wait, what? Why would the sharks kill him now after all that? I don't know. I guess he just cared too much. So wait, he cared too much about the sharks, so they killed him for that? I have no idea. Why would the sharks <laughs> kill him for caring so much about them? I guess he just cared too much. I guess. 
I guess this I this know. guy should have just said, I don't know, and maybe just know. left it there. That's a fine answer. I don't know. His answer doesn't have anything to do with actually why a shark might kill him. The no. answer more has to do, it still doesn't make sense, but his answer has to do with maybe why Sonny jumped in there, but it doesn't, it doesn't answer why a shark would have killed him. So maybe he just cared too much. So maybe he's talking about the shark. Maybe the shark just cared too much for Sonny that he had to ingest him. He knew he was in a tough spot, so he had to end him. Yeah. He cared so much he wanted to absorb his life. Right. Yeah. I mean, this line is awful, and there are 10 of these things with this movie where you're just like, what did that even mean? Yeah. Sometimes you think people are having different conversations with people, and they were just cut together to make the movie. Yeah, exactly. That's not a that's not a response to what that person said. Here here's here's a great question for this answer. Hey, why do you think Sonny was crying so much when he held the baby shark? I don't know. Go. I guess he just cared too much. That yeah. that works. Works. That's Perfect. a great part to a great point to put it in the movie. Yeah. Why did the shark eat him? I guess he just cared, he cared too, much. too much. Yeah. <laughs> That's often what happens when someone cares too much. They get eaten by a shark. Makes sense to me. Dean, here's what's going on, though. We see the amulet on the floor. It had broken off his chain before he jumped in. Sonny lost his powers, and that's why the sharks killed him. And the end. Great ending. Loved it. it. I loved it. I took that he took it off. Uh, okay, that's sure. I didn't look at it that way. I looked because he was struggling with those police. So I looked at it that it got broken off. But um, that, so that's, here's, that's here's a, why I thought that's a, that's a fine take. Yeah, I thought he took it off because there's a moment before where he's he's really upset thinking over everything and talking to like either the cops or one of the mob, whatever. And he's saying that he didn't mean to kill anybody. Yeah. And like we've seen him kill so many people like so when he says he didn't mean to kill anyone, I wonder if it's just like starting to hit him. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know if I can go on like this. I don't know if I can keep killing people because I because he cares so much. Um, so maybe that's why maybe that's why he jumped in the water, Tim. Maybe it is a good answer. He, d- he did it because he cares too much about yeah. the sharks and doesn't want to kill people anymore. I don't no, know. I'm just kidding. The answer's horrible. But I, I think maybe. Maybe that is that. That's why I thought maybe he jumped in because he couldn't live with all the things he had done, and he definitely didn't want to go on doing that. Sure, uh, that makes sense. I, I I like that as an ending. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, what doesn't get me there though is his line of Sammy, I'm coming home because I I took it as like in that moment when he says that mm. to Sammy, he's deciding to get back in the water and just be with the sharks. Like he's been with right. the sharks okay. and he's been with the humans, and I thought he was going to dive in. And him and the sharks were going to escape, possibly. And then he's just going to live with them somewhere else. Like, he's done with the humans. He doesn't need to engage with them anymore. He just, wanted, he just hmm. wants to be with his friends. So I took it yeah. as like, okay, Sammy, I'm done here. I will now come back to you. And we'll just, we'll live on. Um, I, so I think they both work. I, I don't dislike either yeah, of them. I like that too. Yeah. I think they're both the good. I like that the movie kind of left it open like that. Uh, I think it's yeah. cool, but I really love that the movie ended on the amulet on the ground. I thought it was really, really clever. Yep. For sure. Cool. Well, that was a fun movie. It was fun. It was, it was fun to watch. Um, it was, it's sort of like a, it's sort of like a hidden gem, but I would never tell someone to watch it that type of thing yeah i I wouldn't recommend it but i would definitely throw it on uh, and watch it with someone yeah yeah it was really fun um it was really fun to watch it and uh it was good for shark week for sure like i you get your shark input there's so many there's so many sharks in this movie and there's so many cool shots of them there's so many like people swimming near them it's uh it really uh yeah you really get your fill of uh of shark week if you watch this one yep i enjoyed it uh people yeah. check it out um it's streaming a couple places so not sure if you have to pay for it or not but it's out there and if i could say one thing if you could take one thing away from this podcast everybody mm-hmm. go hug a shark hug a shark just hug yeah. a shark let them let them know you care yeah shark week go hug a shark find a shark somewhere 
Give it a hug. Say you love it. And see if it talks to you. And see if you can hear its thoughts. All right. Great. Well, listen, everybody. If you'd like some exclusive content from us, you can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash talkingbackpodcast. There's lots of fun stuff going on over there, and it's a great way to help support our show. You could also support us by rating and reviewing us on Apple iTunes. That is a great way to help as well. That helps more people find Talking Back. And now that our episode is done, don't sink to the bottom of the ocean. Please head on over to the Blast From Our Past website at bfopnetwork.com and check out one of the other great podcasts in our nostalgia-based network. We promise you, you'll find something that you like. Dean, thank you for joining. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Hi, my name is Scott, and I host a nostalgia cast called People Don't Forget. Join me each episode for a deep dive into all things nostalgia. Do you remember your favorite songs from the year 2000 or the TV shows you watched in 2003? If you don't, that's okay. Listen to People Don't Forget and take a particular journey with me down memory lane. Thanks for listening to the episode, everybody. We wanted to let you know if you'd like to show your support for Talking Back, then please check out our Patreon page where you can join one of our membership tiers and unlock bonus episodes and more each and every month. Or you can check out our page at buymeacoffee.com slash talking back where you can make a one-time donation of any amount or feel free to leave a positive review for us on iTunes. All three options are great ways to show your support for the show. That's it. We're done.